Attention, this is not legal advice. If you are experiencing a legal emergency, contact an attorney or your local public defender's office. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of Gin and Justice. talk about justice. Hey, I'm Justine. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to another legal brief with Gin and Justice. Today we will not be talking about any legal concepts per se. However, we are going to take today to highlight the fact that April is second chance month. You know, second chances are important for everybody. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is when you're dealing with people who are incarcerated and coming out into society, it's not like they're done their prison sentence and then, you know, they're out and they're like... Back to normal. <laughs> right. So they have to kind of pick up the pieces if they even had pieces there to begin with. So people who are coming out of prison face problems such as finding a job. They're not going to have income sitting there. So therefore, they can't find housing. They can't get insurance. They can't get a car. They're often barred from loans and any type of credit cards Felony convictions really prevent people from, you know, a lot of different things, any type of housing help, any federal assistance, student loan assistance. So those are all things that people come out to trying to find out where they're going to eat. Right. On top of the world changing while you're locked up and you don't don't even know what's going on anymore. (laughs) Right. Right. I know somebody that... When they went to prison originally, cell phones were not really mm-hmm. a thing. And then they came out and cell phone everybody had cell phones. So and that was just over the course of a couple of years. So as you can imagine, somebody who maybe goes to prison in, I don't know, you know, nineteen ninety and right. then they come out in twenty twenty. So different. Yes. Second chance month is really to bring awareness to those issues. There's a book called The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, and she really highlights a lot of the issues that people face when they're coming out of incarceration. Specifically, she talks about how a lot of the issues that were racial issues with the Jim Crow back in that era that became illegal through Supreme Court cases and through the legislator and through all of that um, are now re-implemented through the criminal justice system. And so I, I highly recommend the book. I read it a long time ago. So again, that's The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. So in honor of Second Chance Month, we partnered with the Prison Fellowship, which is the nation's largest nonprofit organization helping prisoners, family of prisoners, and advocating for criminal justice reform. And they are quite a resource. Um, I highly recommend going to their website, which is prisonfellowship.org. I'm going to read this directly from their website. It says, everyone has dignity and potential, but approximately one in three American adults has a criminal record, which limits their access to education, jobs, housing, and other things that they need, which is what we just talked about. But this website, if you want to get involved, I highly recommend going. You could join their prayer groups. You can donate. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different ways to get involved. So far, so I believe that the Prison Fellowship are the ones who kind of pioneered this second, April being the second chance month, and it started in April of 2017. 
Since then, 19 states have signed a proclamation declaring it in their state that April is Second Chance Month. And then most recently, the White House actually did as well. And I'm just going to take a moment to read the proclamation, which was signed on March 31st, 2021 by President Biden. So a proclamation on Second Chance Month 2021. America's criminal justice system must offer meaningful opportunities for redemption and rehabilitation. After incarcerated individuals serve their time, they should have the opportunity to fully integrate into society. It benefits not just those individuals, but all of society, and it is the best strategy to reduce recidivism. During Second Chance Month, we lift up all those who, having had made mistakes, are committed to rejoining society and making meaningful contributions. My administration is committed to a holistic approach to building safe and healthy communities. This includes preventing crime and providing opportunities for all Americans. It also requires rethinking the existing criminal justice system, whom we send to prison and for how long, how people are treated while incarcerated, how prepared they are to re-enter society once they have served their time, and the racial inequities that lead to disproportionate numbers of incarcerated black and brown people. We must commit to second chances from the earliest stages of our criminal justice system. Supporting second chances means, for example, diverting individuals who have used illegal drugs to drug court programs and treatment instead of prison. It requires eliminating exceedingly long sentences and mandatory minimums that keep people incarcerated for longer than they should be. It means providing quality job training and educational opportunities during incarceration to prepare individuals for the 21st century economy. And it means reinvesting the savings from reduced incarceration into re-entry programs and social services that prevent recidivism and leave us all better off. More than 600 thousand individuals return to their communities from state and federal prisons every year. Transitioning back into society can be overwhelming for those who are formerly incarcerated as well as their families and communities. Too many individuals face unfair legal and practical barriers to re-entry. The re-entry process is complicated in the best of times and is even more so with the additional difficulties presented by the COVID-19 pandemic. We must remove these barriers. Every person leaving incarceration should have housing, the opportunity at a decent job, and health care. A person's conviction history should not unfairly exclude them from employment, occupational licenses, access to credit, public benefits, or the right to vote. Certain criminal records should be expunged and sealed so people can overcome their past. By focusing on prevention, re-entry, and social support rather than incarceration, we can ensure that America is a land of second chances and opportunity for all the people. Now, therefore, I, Joseph R. Biden Jr., President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution of the Laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim April 2021 as Second Chance Month. I call upon all government officials, educators, volunteers, and all of the people of the United States to observe this day with appropriate programs, ceremonies, and activities. Wow. Yeah, so I just thought that was a really powerful statement. And there's actually quite a few governors who have also signed on 19 states. Most recently was North Carolina, I believe was the most recent state this year. Mm -hmm. 
as well as Tennessee. So we just wanted to highlight some of the states that are putting through some really good criminal justice reform bills. And again, as you'll hear from what we're highlighting, it's not a partisan issue. Because everybody is affected by mass incarceration. Right, exactly. I'll start. Yes. Kentucky passed a couple of really awesome bills. I want to start with House Bill 479, sponsored by Republican Kim Moser. That one helps with employment difficulties by giving training certificates to people that have trained in a trade in prison, helping with getting IDs, because that's a very difficult task, even when you are not incarcerated. I think you can agree you were at the DMV the other day. Right. It was difficult, (laughs) especially now. Yeah, they help with a lot of things, getting... Like employability type issues. Yeah, reentry. And then the second one I really wanted to talk about was Senate Bill 84, It's Dignity Bill Part 2, which provides adequate health care and dignity to pregnant incarcerated women. Yeah, which is something we talked about on here before, Mm -hmm. some of the difficulties that women in prison face, especially if they're pregnant. Right. This protects them pre-birth, at birth, and postpartum. It protects them from solitary confinement, which is great because that's torture, and I can't even imagine being pregnant and being tortured. So. Although um, I feel like maybe if I was pregnant, I would probably want to be alone. I probably should be alone. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> so I just want to shout out to the governor, Andy Basir. I hope I pronounced that right. I think it's Andy Bashir, but All right. close enough. Well, hey, man. Good job. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I also was looking for a couple of good criminal justice reform bills that were passed as a result of Second Chance Month. As I kind of talked about before, North Carolina is the most recent state to sign on to that. And Republican Governor Cooper signed a proclamation declaring April Second Chance Month in the state of North Carolina. And he actually, one of the things that he just did was he announced a North Carolina Juvenile Sentencing Review Board. So that's kind of help on the juvenile justice side. So juvenile justice is an issue we won't get into today, maybe on another That'll little That'll be a brief. whole episode on its own. So, but he did establish that and he passed a couple of other bills. The other governor I wanted to kind of give a shout out to was Republican Governor Lee of Tennessee. I actually learned a lot about him today when I was researching. He formerly, before he became governor, used to volunteer with a, like a reentry type ministry and he would help formerly incarcerated or returning citizens reenter into society. And he has stated that has kind of formed his views He is a very conservative governor, and he actually just passed a couple of laws as well that really put a focus on making more people eligible for things like drug court, mental health court, veterans court, things of that nature, which as we've talked about before, that is something in our control, especially- And it's what we need. Right. And especially as defense attorneys, you do have that ability to push people into treatment courts- Because that's where they belong. They don't belong incarcerated. Right. So, and if you're going to get arrested for mental health or drug problems, you might as well put them in the proper structure programs instead of incarcerating them. So he expanded the eligibility and he passed quite a few criminal justice reform bills as well as in honor of Second Chance Month too. So um, shout out to him as well. Very awesome. Yeah, very cool. So I did get to learn a lot of, a lot of governors are kind of putting out some good criminal justice reform bills. So in honor, we kind of want to highlight a couple of different organizations. There's fortunesociety.org. There's also the Center for Justice. National Reentry Resource Center.org. They are actually hosting a week of virtual events focusing on housing and education, behavioral health, youth, family, and that's April 26th through April 30th. 
nationalresourcecenter.org. Yeah, and actually a lot of these websites are hosting virtual webinars. So if you want to learn more about reentry, how you can get involved, how you can help, or maybe even just educating yourself on why people are facing these problems. Also, some of our favorite organizations we've already talked to, the ACLU obviously helps with that, Dream Corps Justice. And so we will encourage you to check out those organizations as well. There's a lot of information out there this month. So there's no excuse for not educating yourselves. Right. And there's a whole month dedicated to it. And I just want to tell a quick story just to kind of give people a picture. Amanda, you probably recall one time we were leaving the courthouse. It was very close to the end of the day when the courthouse was about to close. And we saw a gentleman come in. He was in dirty clothes. He looked lost and confused. And um, he looked disheveled for sure. He was asking us for, he was asking for attorneys that we knew had retired for several years. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. And so it was rainy out. It was the end of the day. He was asking for all these attorneys who hadn't worked. We hadn't seen them in years. Um, and when he was asking for these attorneys, he finally went down to the list and he asked for the high crimes prosecutor um, at that particular time. And uh, we were on the third, we were on the fifth floor of the building and he had asked for the high crimes prosecutor. And I know from experience that the prosecutors aren't allowed to talk to defendants. And he did appear to be potentially a defendant. Um, he, he certainly didn't look like an attorney or, or anybody who worked there. So I had asked him why he was looking for that particular prosecutor. And he said, well, she's one of the last people I saw. I just served a 15 year prison sentence and I don't have anywhere to go. And I thought maybe she could help me. So, so heartbreaking. It was super heartbreaking. And so I remember knowing that there was some resources on the first floor. And so I offered to bring him to the first floor where I knew there was at least some information he could get on shelters and whatnot. And as I was riding in the elevator with him, you could just feel that he had nowhere to go. I asked him if he had any family and he said, you know, he had done a 15 year prison sentence for a robbery and his family had disowned him because he was in the papers and they were embarrassed. Which happens a lot. Right. And so he was afraid to reach out to his family because they had disowned him. They were embarrassed by the fact that he was in the paper. He just had a 15-year prison sentence and here he was in, you know, donated clothes. He told me he was looking for a shelter that had maybe food and a shower he said, do you know of any shelters that have a food and a shower? And, you know, I didn't know of any information, but I did bring him to a location where they gave him some information for a couple shelters. Um, two of them we called right there and they didn't have any availability. Um, and one of them wouldn't take him because of his conviction. So that's part of the struggle that people face when they're coming out of prison. So you have this guy who just went away for 15 years and he comes out and knows nobody. So is asking for the prosecutor. So fucking sad. Yeah. So, and that story will never leave me. Um, so 
But anyways, that's why we really wanted to highlight the importance of reentry and how it really does need to be part of the focus of criminal justice reform. There's a lot of focus on changing the laws and mass incarceration, but I think there also needs to be a lot of focus on people transitioning out of prison. There's so many problems with the criminal justice system. It drives me fucking crazy. I know. So this man's story really just touched me. Um, and I hope he's doing okay. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope he found a place to eat and take a shower. People deserve an opportunity to reestablish themselves in society, especially after they were incarcerated. People have to be able to get on their feet or they're going to keep staying in the system. And who are we to punish people, Afterwards. make them serve their time, and then still treat them like shit? Less. Yeah, and like lesser societies. Right. So, it's just not okay. Right. So we did definitely want to honor Second Chance Month and highlight some really good organizations. There's a lot more out there, too. But these are just some of the ones that we wanted to highlight for everybody to give support, check out, educate yourselves, get involved. have Talk some, about this stuff with your friends. Right. Have some <laughs> empathy and have some compassion for your neighbors, your community. And I got to say, I have come across a lot of people that have no idea the magnitude of the problem. Right. I know, I know in recent years, one of the struggles that's been highlighted is the right to vote and right now there's a lot of uh laws being signed right right and so that affect your rights to vote right and so that's something that people have heard about but there are other struggles you know with finding employment people who have those applications are you a convicted felon they have to check that that box or you know when you're applying anywhere and people can just look up your criminal history that becomes a barrier and a burden for you to be able to get on your feet and listen if you can't find a job and you don't have income and you're hungry what are you supposed to do right just put yourself in somebody else's shoes and you will find the empathy (laughs) yeah take some time to listen to somebody's story um because i think as you stated one in three americans are have a criminal record so check out these great organizations who are doing good things and then the last thing i kind of want to highlight is if you are a returning citizen or you have a criminal record and you are struggling to find a job or employment there is one more organization i want to highlight and it's called better together us.org and they are actually doing a nationwide job fair at participating churches it's on april 29th so you can go to their website and see who's participating and again that's better together us.org so we will see you next time on gin and justice all editing for gin and justice done by gin and justice podcast artwork by justin cardone Photography by Kimber Schwakey. We'll see you next time on Gin and Justice.